find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collapse Experiment. This is going to be a special edition, a uh, another Duncan Lemp part two, where we go over the police report <clears throat> that was released um, after the shooting. Uh, it goes into details of the event in question and everything that followed afterwards regarding the investigation. So let's get started, shall we? So between the uh, sound effects of the, the crickets in the background, yes, I, I paid extra for that. It'll, it'll help you fall asleep while I, I go through this. <laughs> but uh, that and the fan on my hard drive kicking on, uh, hopefully the sound quality of this will be fine. But let's get into the report. So I'm going to skip ahead. There's a lot of, um, you know, it talks about the, the shooting, when people were notified. Um, but I'm going to try to point out the important details that I've been finding, such as, this is at the bottom of page one, while conversing with the detective, prosecutors received further details regarding the execution of the warrant. The subject of the search and seizure warrant was Duncan Lump. Lump was being investigated for firearms violations. Specifically, he was prohibited from possessing any firearm, and investigators believe Lump to be in possession of at least one illegal assault weapon. He's also known to be a member of a group calling themselves the Three Percenters. Um, there's a few things in this that um, come out at me. Uh, one is uh, they still haven't released anything showing that it was illegal for him to possess a firearm. <clears throat> uh, an interview with his girlfriend that I listened to just the other day, she did talk about how he did some stupid stuff as a kid, but none of it seemed to be um, anything that would state that he's not allowed to own a firearm. Um, just stupid 16-year-old high school uh stuff no major felonies no violent crimes um but yeah the sheriff's department still hasn't released anything to show that he it would be illegal for him to own the a firearm um also the uh the illegal assault weapon they found out after the shooting that it was a legal version it was not illegal Apparently, they could not tell the difference, um, even with photos and videos of him using uh, this rifle. And as for being a member of a group calling themselves the Three Percenters, uh, when did that become a crime? I, I'm not... I love the crickets in the background. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not... I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's... Uh, so what if he's associated or a member of the three percenters? It doesn't make any sense. Um, also, from my understanding, three percenters tend to be uh, like former military. I don't know. Maybe he's like a honorary member or something. I, I need to learn a little bit more about this. 
Also, uh, moving on, during the walkthrough, prosecutors discovered numerous firearms, both pistols and rifles, located throughout Lemp's bedroom in plain view. That's also not illegal. There were a number of loaded firearm magazines located. Not illegal. These items were seen on the nightstand next to Lemp's side of the bed, on top of a desk, and on top of a table between a couch and a television. Not illegal. Additionally, there was a large amount of boxes of ammo, at least 50. D do I need to repeat myself? Inside the closet and a bulletproof vest hanging on a wall. None of this stuff is illegal. A 3D printer was also seen sitting on top of a shelf. When did 3D printers turn into an illegal object? I, I don't get this. Are they, are they banned for some reason? Are people like 3D printing dildos that are too large? I, I don't understand uh, why this is relevant. So, um... Moving ahead, after that, it is just the timeline for when lawyers and detectives and thing, grand juries and interviews. Um, page four is what I'm looking for now. Uh, okay, so evidence that was reviewed, and there were some funny things that I thought was in here. Uh, the prosecutor received a copy of the grand jury transcript pertaining to the testimony of Casey Robinson, that's the girlfriend, and Maria Lemp, I believe that's his mother. Prosecutors reviewed the following evidence. Um, 19 videotaped witness interviews, crime scene photos, search and seizure warrant, raid plan report. The raid plan itself shows how unprofessional these guys are. I'm just going to say that uh, up front. Um, the way they went about going into the house, uh, really contradicts a lot of things that, uh, military and police are taught when it comes to raiding a house. Uh, one central point of entry, you don't want any type of crossfire. There's definitely confusion going on during the raid. Um, so yeah, the, the raid and raid plan and report, the plan sucked. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. General orders of the Montgomery County Police Department for body-worn cameras and use of force. Yeah, um, body cameras were not used during the raid. Uh, they were shut off and only turned on after the shooting. How convenient. Fire CAD reports, police CAD reports, uh, crime scene reports, crime scene log, firearms reports, fire and explosive investigations unit reports, Autopsy report, autopsy photos, grand jury testimony, cell phone records. I find that one to be interesting because it comes into play in this report later. Uh, Body-worn camera video, which they state something about that later. Uh, interview of shooting officer, use of force opinion from Howard County Police Department. Duncan Lump Facebook records. Facebook. That one's odd. And, you know, there's a few other things that come up uh, later in this report that apparently the prosecutors didn't go over, but for some reason, Facebook is very important on this. The Duncan Lump's criminal record, the one that the family and their lawyer hasn't been able to access, but somehow the prosecuting attorney was able to get his criminal record. Written reports of 15 Montgomery County police officers and written notes of eight Montgomery County police detectives. 
let's see here, page five, uh, third paragraph. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. During the investigation, police had learned that Lem may have been in possession of an illegal assault weapon. Also, it was not illegal. And other firearms. Also not illegal. As well as manufacturing and possibly selling ghost guns. There's no evidence of that. In short, ghost guns... I love how they have to explain this in the report. In short, ghost guns are typically bought online as a kit that contains everything needed to build a real gun. No shit. A drill press, one was found in the basement of the Lemp home, is typically used to finish building the gun. If I told you how many drill presses I've come across while going to estate sales, it's a very common tool that's in anybody's garage slash workshop. It's, um, it's not only used for guns, but of course they want to implicate that, you know, if there's a drill press, they were making guns. They are manufacturing guns. <laughs> Oftentimes, no state or federal background check is required to purchase these kits. Again, not illegal. The term ghost is used because most of these guns do not have required serial numbers, which makes them nearly impossible to trace. Why would you have to trace them? And what makes this different than any gun that is produced with a serial number that is filed off and used in a crime? You can't trace that either, but you don't complain about it. You just say, well, it's illegal to file off the serial number. If they're going to use it for a crime, they're going to use it for a crime. Come on. Additionally, Lemp was prohibited from possessing any firearms in Maryland. This is something that they have still not proven. This is their story. They're running with it. And um, it's just, uh, it, it's very interesting that they are still um, pushing this. Let's see here. Uh, oh, uh, moving back to the first paragraph, the subject of the warrant, Duncan Lemp. The warrant was based on a, this is regarding why it was a no-knock. The warrant was based on an investigation that Lemp was in violation of multiple firearm-related offenses. Um, third paragraph down, page five. The information identifying Lemp came by way of a confidential source. Now, there is some speculation as to who this person might be, and uh, his girlfriend talked about a, an individual that Lemp was um, hanging out with that she did not feel comfortable around, and it seemed like Lemp also, Duncan also didn't uh, particularly care for this person, but they were at the house. Um, sometime in February of 2020, uh, the confidential source provided police with Lump's full name and address as well as mymilitia.com and Instagram profile pages in which Lump used this, the name Young Quant. Uh, the confidential source stated that Lump was part of a group known as the Three Percenters. The Three Percenters are a far-right militia movement and paramilitary group. So... It's interesting that the prosecuting attorney who is investigating the shooting didn't go over the, the evidence that was presented in order to get the warrant, which would include apparently a post from MyMilitia.com and his Instagram profile. Instagram is not Facebook, but they used the Facebook profile instead. 
The group advocates gun ownership rights and resistance to the federal government's involvement in local affairs. As, as anyone should, really. When has the federal government helped? Um, case in point, Katrina. Hurricane Katrina. When did the federal government help? Um, the term 3% refers to the belief that only 3% of colonists fought against the British in the Revolutionary War. While reviewing Lump's profile pages, police came across a post on mybilitia.com in which Lump posted the following, Hello all, my name is Duncan Lump. I am an active 3%er and looking for local members and recruits. How is, how is this relevant? Why, why is this even a crime? They're, they're adding this like it shows that he's, what, uh, a threat, a terrorist? Like, hi, I'm Duncan. I'm looking for friends. I, how is this relevant? I don't understand. Lemp included his cell phone number on the post. <gasps> Holy crap. <laughs> Furthermore, Lemp has a number of postings on his Instagram page following him in... Instagram showing him in possession of and shooting different types of guns. None of this is illegal activity. One of these guns was identified as being manufactured by Israeli Weapons Industries. When shown a picture, a representative of the manufacturer confirmed to police detectives that the gun was uh, an IWI model. Tabor X95. This rifle is banned in Maryland as it is considered an assault weapon under the law. <clears throat> the CS also, the confidential uh, source, also advised police that Lemp was currently in possession of a bulletproof vest, not illegal, and had made anti-police statements in the past. Have, have you ever gotten pulled over? Were you happy after you got that ticket? Did what about all the people who are screaming defund the police? Is that not anti-police statements? So I, how this is relevant, I don't know. Uh, but they're trying to create a link between the alleged uh, illegal rifle, which turned out not to be illegal, the bulletproof vest, also not illegal, and he made anti-police statements in the past. This is, this is adding up to absolutely nothing. They're, they're making no case here. Additional information revealed that Limp had also installed a booby trap on the inside door leading to his bedroom. I love how this, this last line here, which also indicates that the source was somebody who had been in the house, um, but I feel like this was just added. Like it was just like, oh, we have to remember to add the booby trap. Like, so it's very telling as to who the source could be, right? It's going to be a limited number of people. Uh, the police won't reveal who the confidential source is, even though by law you should be able to um, face your accusers, especially in court. So this whole idea that they need to remain confidential is complete BS. You go to the police, you're, you're accusing somebody of something. Hopefully later on there's a, uh, a trial, and you get to face that accuser. Like, well, how did you know that they were doing this? Well, because blah, 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 blah. Why did you feel you needed to go to the police? 
and then your lawyer is able to counter their their questioning. It's it's completely insane and asinine that just anybody can go to the police, say, here's this dude, here's some stuff that's going on, blah, blah, blah. Could could you go raid his house at 4.30 in the morning and just shoot him? <laughs> I feel like that's what this was. It was they went to the police and had a hit ordered on Duncan Lump. That's really what things are looking like here. Um, page, skipping ahead, going to page 7. Uh, where there is, let's see here, there's this one paragraph about the body cam. Once the house was secured, it appears that an officer, a police officer using body-worn camera equipment, entered the house and went from room to room in order to document the scene. Investigators determined that very little evidentiary value could be obtained from this recording as it was conducted after the raid was over. How effing convenient. Yeah, I thought that was very important. They're admitting to the fact that not having the cameras on is infringing on the actual investigation itself. And yet nobody will be punished for, for doing this because the department was able to come up with their their own policy when it came to wearing a body camera, like SWAT doesn't have to, and it's only an accompanying officer after the event that turns on the camera to like document the aftermath, which uh, is funny because there's three videos. Uh, there's three videos online that were made from this body cam footage, uh, from the body camera. And in one, they keep saying that, like, yeah, the rifle's over here, but it was under him. We had to move it, so I placed it on. I'm the one who placed it there, but it was over here. But there's no evidence to show that Duncan had the rifle, that Duncan fell on the rifle, that there's nothing other than their statements. And at this point, considering that there's, what, three, four versions of how the raid went down, uh, from the police, the family story hasn't changed. From the police, they've given three to four accounts of how the raid happened, why the shooting happened the way that it did, and uh, we're supposed to just believe their statement that the gun was set on, I believe it was the bed against the wall to get it away from, from Duncan and the girlfriend, the pregnant girlfriend, who uh, apparently was a threat as she's getting out of bed screaming her head off. Oh, okay, so page eight. Um, yeah, we're going to go over the items that were recovered because this is a hysterically funny, uh, and it's not a complete list. You listen to the interview with um, Duncan's uh, girlfriend, and she had a bunch of her stuff confiscated as well, including... Um, phone, laptop, she couldn't work for a period of time because all of her equipment that she uses for work uh, was confiscated and it was a long process. It was like a year-long process to get some of her stuff back, even though she wasn't the one under investigation. She wasn't the one that the warrant was for, but somehow they ended up taking her property as well. Um, let's see here. So... The following items were found recovered while searching the house. This is the Tan X95 rifle found under Lump's body and later placed on the bed in his room. <clears throat> if we believe them. Tan and Black 
AE Engage Armament Rifle with a loaded magazine and one in the chamber found under the couch on Lemp's, in Lemp's bedroom. Uh, not illegal. And of course, they're trying to make it sound like he was a threat because... <gasps> and he had one in the chamber. I'm sorry, but the split second it takes to put one in the chamber, like, whatever. You're, they're just full of crap now. Uh, Black Springfield Armory Rifle with a loaded magazine and one in the chamber. Found hanging in Lemp's bedroom wall near the French doors. Okay. A tan P-80 ghost gun 9mm with loaded magazine and one in the chamber. Found on top of the nightstand next to the side of the bed where Lemp sleeps. It's interesting that he had a fully loaded 9mm pistol that he could have just grabbed instantly and then worked his way to the rifle. But they're saying that he picked up the rifle. If you have a gun in the nightstand, that tends to be the thing that you're going to be grabbing for from the bed. You're not just going to get up out of the bed and then go to pick up a rifle, rifle off the floor. Um, so this is pretty interesting. Uh, black P-80 ghost gun with a loaded magazine and no round in the chamber. Oh, oh, I guess it's less of a threat. I don't know. Found on the bedroom, in the bedroom closet of Lemp's brother. Lemp's mother gave a statement that Lemp put the gun there. Which Lemp? Duncan or the brother Lemp? Lemp's mother Gave a statement that Lemp put the gun there. Everybody has the last name of Lemp, so who wrote this and who are you referring to? Um, his poor writing here. Booby trap found attached to Lemp's bedroom door that leads to the outside. Okay, um, sure. I don't understand how this is relevant. Uh, body armor vest found hanging in the wall in Lemp's bedroom next to the rifle and loaded with three fully loaded magazines, 5.56 caliber. A Boogaloo Boys patch was on the front of the vest. How dare he? He bought a patch. Or maybe it was given to him. Who knows? Like, I get stuff like that given to me occasionally. I keep it. Uh, doesn't mean I'm affiliated or, like, I support them. It's just, hey, uh, it was a gift. I think it's kind of cool. Whatever. Five magazines, including one high-capacity magazine, found on the bedside table closet to the side of the bed that Lump slept on. A one gold handgun receiver found on the same bedside table. Uh, one black silencer found in the same bedside table. I'm curious about this silencer because um, there are things that look like silencers, but they're used for cleaning the gun. Um, so um, I haven't seen anything about the silencer. Uh, one loaded magazine for the X95 rifle found on the floor next to the bedside table. The same magazine that came free from the rifle when the officer attempted to kick the rifle away from Lemp's body. Which tells me the magazine was not even secured in the rifle. Uh, that's a very interesting detail. So the rifle, I would say the rifle wasn't even fully loaded if the magazine is falling out. Uh, additional booby traps matching the one recovered on the floor found inside a bag inside the bedroom closet. Uh, Lemp's girlfriend said he bought that online. Those uh, uh, 
booby traps. Additional magazines found inside the same bag in the closet. Many boxes of live, live ammunition, not dead, live ammunition found in the same bedroom closet. Additional plates of body armor found in the same bedroom closet. How dare he? A uh, box of gun parts and jigs for used for ghost guns found near the bedroom closet. I love how this ghost guns is continues to be mentioned. It'll come into play later. 3D printer. A small bag of suspected marijuana. Apparently they never confirmed it was marijuana. Uh, I guess the cops didn't want to get high that night. Found on the table next to couch in bedroom. Uh, one magazine found under the table next to the couch in the bedroom. Drill press. Smartphones, too, found on the bed. Uh, tablet found on the bed. Laptops, three, found on the bed. How is, that, how is this shit found on the bed, the desk and shelf? He just slept with a laptop in the bed. Like That's a dude dedicated to his work, if that's the case. Let's see here. Um, let's let's move on to the. So they took the cell phones and they got a warrant. Uh, during a review, investigators recovered several text message conversations they believed to be pertinent to the investigation. So this is information they gathered after the fact, trying to make it sound like uh, Lemp is a a threat or was a threat or they assessed it in the correct way. This is allegedly not information they had before. So this isn't evidence of why the warrant went down the way that it did. They're trying to justify and backtrack um, to say it went down this way because he had these ideas. We just couldn't prove it until now, which is complete bullshit. Um, so in this conversation, um, Lemp is, I want my door replaced with a non-cardboard one with a real lock and less or no glass. It doesn't have to be bulletproof or blastproof. It needs to stand up to more than one battering ram blow. Shouldn't be expensive. I'll pay for it. His mom, keep in mind your room has a lot of windows and that are, that are easy to walk through. Yeah, I know I'm considering a lot of situations and planning for all of them, most likely to come first, less likely later. Who and why would they come? The police, because I exercise my constitutional rights. And they think this is relevant information. You just proved him right. You want to make him sound like he's a paranoid dude who's not in reality, but... He was 100% correct. The police, because I exercised my constitutional rights. Perhaps an off-site more secure storage would be better. This, this is mom would definitely be better. Storage for my body? Uh, for what they might be looking for. Oh, you think I'm scared. They're going to take my guns, so you want me to give them to someone else instead. Nice try, but my IQ is greater than 84. Mom, your own storage so that the family and house is not implicated. What's a solid door going to do in a room with four huge windows? Yeah, mom kind of knew what was up. Um, and it talks about how he's just looking for more time. 
you're thinking about all this in a total less than I've been thinking about it today, let alone the last 14 to 16 years of my life, Lemp. Uh, we can talk all you want. I'd like the door installed as soon as possible. Okay, just remember to figure out your figure out your thinking and what you're trying to do. So Papa made a good point that the door is just part the frame and supporting structure too. So yeah, they're going through. He wants more security. He's afraid that the the cops are gonna come in and try to take his shit. Gee, I wonder why. But this conversation here, the second one that they use in a, as an example, is very interesting considering prosecutors identified a second relevant text conversation which spanned the time frame from February 24th to March 9th, 2020, in which Lemp was texting to another individual. It's, um, they don't say who the other person is, but they do implicate implicate Lemp when he's talking. So there's, there, it starts out with four lines and then it says later on in the conversation. Well, no, uh, you have to include the entire conversation, like the entire thing, because, uh, now, now everything that's said either before or afterwards is just out of context. This is completely lazy. Who knows how many pages it would have been, but Considering that you're just focusing on, there's four lines at the beginning and four lines um, at the end, um, where Lemp is saying, I'm packing 24-7, you know, of course, that has consequences. I really do feel the boog, though. Um, might not survive to see it, but I'm confident my brothers will. So this is 2020. Um, a pandemic just started, <laughs> right? Isn't that what, what's happening? Um, we're in the middle of this uh, shitstorm election. Uh, there, there's all the, yeah, I really do feel the boog, though. Uh, so, you know, they go on to explain um, Boogaloo Boys, a far-right anti-government pro-gun rights group, often say they are preparing for or seek to incite. I've never heard that part before. A second American Civil War, which they call the Boogaloo, or Boog for short. Um, it's funny. So they're labeled as wanting to start the second American Civil War while, I don't know, Joe Biden is actively trying to make sure this shit happens. Has anybody heard what, uh, what exactly happened to Gavin McGinnis? Or did they just disappear the dude? Because I can't find any updates about him being arrested live on his show. Doesn't this sound more like a um, political uh, prisoner as opposed to like some dude taken in for questioning or being charged with something? Like nobody's heard from his lawyers. The people he works with haven't heard a damn thing. Absolutely nothing. They they just took Gavin. So, um, anyways, back to the report. Uh, during a subsequent text on December 11th, 2019, Lump's mother sent him the following text, and it's just her being a mom uh, for the most part. Uh, she's complaining about him spending money, uh, $1,000 going towards Bitcoin. Um, she's worried about him. You're behaving in a manic way. 
One or two things might be understandable, but you keep buying more and more things you will never use, blah, blah, blah. That's that's a guy thing. <laughs> We're always buying shit that we don't need. Oh, uh, let's see here. We're going to move ahead to page 16. There's a bunch of stuff about interviews, analysis, and case law. Page 16, paragraph 2. Uh, in this case, although body-worn cameras, had they been used, may have shed light, shed better light on the incident, prosecutors were able to review very detailed statements by the two individuals who were in the best position to witness the circumstances surrounding Mr. Lump's death, the, the ones who were still alive. When comparing the statements of the shooting officer and Casey Robinson, prosecutors determined that these statements were very similar and to a certain degree corroborated each other. Um, let's see here. Page 16. Oh yeah, this, uh, this paragraph here. Third paragraph, last two lines. Wait a minute. Let's see here. One, two, three. Miss Robinson was soundly asleep until 4.30 a.m. when she was awakened by flash grenades. Windows shattered and police yelling. Anyone put through that kind of sensory overload would have difficulty recalling exactly what happened. It's an extremely chaotic situation. They're acknowledging that this is what the pregnant girlfriend went through when the police raided the house. They're not acknowledging that this is what Duncan went through when the police raided the house. He was also hit by a flashbang grenade. He woke up after her. There's somebody smashing a window and aiming rifles inside. Like, she doesn't recall being able to hear the police identify themselves. And gee, I wonder why. When I looked up the side effects for a flashbang grenade, right? The whole purpose of it is to disorient, disorientate people, right? Side effects, 160 to 180 decibels, temporary blindness, that is if you're looking at it when it goes off, temporary loss of hearing. How the fuck do you take orders from a police officer waving a gun at you if you can't hear? And loss of balance, sense of panic. Sense of panic. They toss in a flashbang grenade. He wakes up. What's going to happen? He's going to panic. He can't hear anything. Loss of balance. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't even reaching for the rifle. But they're trying to say that he picked up the rifle, aimed it at the officer. I don't believe the officer waited until he actually aimed the barrel at him to pull the trigger. Okay? There's no freaking way. It's going to be put the gun down. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then as he's raising it, maybe. But he's trying to say that he waited until the gun was actually pointed at him. Bullshit. I call complete bullshit. Um, yeah, so it's they, they created this situation. And um, it's complete chaos. So I'm going to move back to how the police say the raid went down because there's some interesting details when it comes to that. 
for one, they did break up the SWAT team into two groups. Um, they had one group of men outside the bedroom to keep an eye on Lemp, and the main group was at the front door. Usually you do not, and I'm saying usually, you never split the team because there's the possibility of crossfire. You know, um, you don't want to shoot your own people. So that was an issue. Um, they try to say that the main team threw a flashbang inside, disorient people and um, to cause confusion as to where everybody was. Uh, at the same time, the window is shattered. Um, and there's two stories. Um, Casey, the girlfriend, is saying that a flashbang was thrown in uh, as the window was broken, which is very possible. And that would explain why she was disoriented. And they're stating here in the report that is what happened. Because they're admitting that she would have been under... Um, under the effects of a flashbang when the shooting happened. The officers are trying to state that they couldn't get in through the French doors because Duncan's body was laying against them. They cracked the door open and tossed in a flashbang, which again doesn't make sense because you don't know if officers are already in the room. Why would you use a flashbang on your own people? So there's that. Um, so was there two or just the one? And I'm guessing it was the first one that was mentioned. I don't think that the other officers threw in a flashbang. I think that's just them trying to cover their ass um, for whatever reason. Uh, that part of the story doesn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't really fit uh, protocol when it comes to raiding a house. <sighs> and then what else did they have in here that was very odd? Well, I did find this interesting statement. Um, this is on page six. The reason for the no-knock provision was due to Lemp being <clears throat> anti-government and anti-police, currently in possession of body armor and an active member of the three percenters. Um, that doesn't... That, that Those are not good reasons. None of those are good reasons. Additionally, the police have viewed several videos of Showing lump handling and shooting firearms. Also, not a good reason. We have a Second Amendment. There's a lot of reasons to be shooting firearms. Uh, the police felt that knocking and announcing their presence would put the officers in serious danger if Lemp decided to resist his arrest. So, it, the... The nighttime raid on the house at 4.30 in the morning when he's around all of his weapons, this is the time that you choose. I mean, was this due to, like, scheduling difficulties? Like, one of the SWAT team members was going on vacation or something? Like, why was this the best opportunity to get Lemp? It, it doesn't make any sense. And as for the anti-government, anti-police stuff, that's just... BS as well. Like you're, you're saying we don't have a First Amendment and uh, you can't have bad opinions or what you view to be bad opinions. Actually, again, they just proved Lemp right again. You know, if he's making anti-government, anti-police statements, why don't you try not being bad police? <laughs> like, uh, 
this is the guy who has jobs, he has hobbies, he leaves the house, his girlfriend is pregnant. Like, how did you not know that when it's publicly announced on places like Twitter? Um, so there's appointments to go to. He has a life outside of the house. How is this the best way to do the, the raid and the warrant? Like, this doesn't... Police felt that knocking and announcing their presence. So now they're saying that they didn't announce themselves. Like there's just some dude waving a gun in through his bedroom window after smashing the window and throwing it in a flashbang and screaming out, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. While he can't hear because you threw in a flashbang. That doesn't, that none of this makes any sense. Like they're completely destroying their own case here for justifying the shooting because they put Lemp in the situation where he wouldn't be able to follow orders. This is all bullshit. All of this is bullshit. You know how long it takes to put body armor on? You can't just like slip it on like a pair of slippers. Are they afraid that he's just going to go into a bulletproof closet and then pop out fully armed, ready to go? Like this is just asinine. Um, this whole situation here. Uh, and they keep trying to point out the booby trap on the door. Like, you had no reason to be paranoid and only a horrible person would do this. You proved him right. People were going to come in the middle of the night and try to stay, take his shit. And that's exactly what they did. What he didn't account for is the fact that he was letting people into his house that would go to the police saying, Hey, by the way, he's got a booby trap on his door. That was, that was, he was too trusting. That was the fault of, uh, of Duncan on that one. But again, the booby trap bought online. And, uh, as far as I, they'd never stated that it was illegal. As a matter of fact, they did state in here, they did a, they had the ATF go through and run backgrounds on, um, several of the, the firearms and the ghost guns. Uh, it would be noted that upon further review and investigation into the X-95 rifle, it was determined that it was not an assault rifle. Wow, you killed a guy for not owning the right gun. Yeah, the weapon was purchased by Lemp from Engage Armament located in Roxville, Maryland. So here's the other thing. It's illegal for him to own this. That's what they keep saying, right? Well, due to prior convictions uh, as a minor, he can't own it until 30. How did he pass the background check? And is it his fault that he passed the background check? He passed it. They take your driver's license, they go in the back room, they run it through the FBI database to see whether or not he's able to purchase this firearm. And he was able to walk out with it. How many times have we heard these stories? So-and-so is on an FBI watch list, but yeah, he was able to purchase five, five guns and 20,000 rounds of ammo, and he shot up a school. We hear this shit all the time, where the FBI should be declining the availability of that firearm before it's purchased. They allow these people to have them. Is it Duncan's fault that he was able to go into a gun shop thinking that he could legally buy it buy it by going through the process it's not like he went through the, the the trunk of some guy's car in a parking lot in some seedy alley saying like hey for 50 bucks can i buy that rifle no he went to a gun shop <laughs> and 
and he walked out with it. So now they're trying to, the, the whole thing is that he allegedly illegally owned these firearms. But the more you dig into it, the less that is true. How did he walk out of a gun shop with this after doing a background check? And why isn't the FBI being investigated for this shit? They, they're the ones that keep approving all these uh, purchases. It's like every time that there's a mass shooting or, or uh, school shooting or whatever it is that's going on at the moment, what comes out two or three days later? Oh, well, he was on an FBI watch list, but somehow passed the background check. How? How is this repeatedly happening? And why is it Duncan gets killed in the middle of the night when they could have just said, hey, look, we understand that you own these guns, but we, you know, we looked into things and we realized that due to your, your previous convictions as a minor, you're not allowed to have them. And we understand that the system said that you could purchase these firearms. We have to wait until you're 30. No, they didn't do any of this shit. It's very obvious he thought that he could legally own them because nobody said anything to the contrary when he went to purchase them. So this is not on Duncan. This is not on him. This is not on his family. This is not on the gun shop. So this is on the FBI and this is on the uh, Sheriff's Department for not doing their freaking homework. And that's about it. That's uh, that's basically everything I wanted to cover that was in this report. The full report will be added um, to this on the collapseexperiment.com when I upload the um, podcast to that platform. So if you want to take a look at it yourself, you're more than welcome to do that. It is free. And honestly, you could just go and find it yourself somewhere else on some other website. But if you're listening to this podcast, why not just have it readily available? It's very eye-opening. Uh, it is funny how these uh, they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot with a lot of the stuff that they put in here. Um, and again, 99% of the stuff that's in here is not illegal that they're trying to show as evidence. The other thing that they point out is that at the time, it was not illegal to make a ghost gun. As long as you were not a restricted individual, which Duncan didn't think that he was, uh, it was not illegal. So um, that's uh, always interesting. It's interesting to see that they try to say that, well, under these circumstances, it's illegal, when obviously he didn't think that it was wrong for him to do it under the law. Like, clearly, uh, the law, the system, the background check system did not work. And um, there's one moment in time where he went to go buy a gun. He walked into a shop, and this happened more than once. I mean, he had several guns that he legally purchased with a background check. And he was able to take them home. And so if he had gone in that first time and the system worked the way that they say that it works, he would have just walked back out the door without a gun going, God damn it, they fucked me. What the hell? I can't even buy a gun. I got to wait until I'm 30. What's this bullshit? And that's not what happened at all. It, it's um, completely insane. So um, 
yeah, I'm kind of glad I went over this again, especially for the podcast, and was able to uh, realize a lot of this stuff. I hadn't thought about that before. Like, how did he legally purchase this stuff if he was on a list saying that he couldn't? The FBI screwed up again. <laughs> They're too busy raiding Mar-a-Lago and uh, trying to get rednecks with low IQs to kidnap governors while hanging out at orgies and shit. Yeah, so... Um, that is the police report. That is the interesting facts that I found through it. Again, you can go through it yourself. Is there anything that I missed? Put it in the questions and comments section. And uh, again, remember, you are the carbon that they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast, check out books by Matthew Gilman on Amazon. Or you should just buy gold and silver. Just just buy gold and silver. It's, it's a better investment, and uh, you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart.